Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Brian Taylor runs the Harlem Doggy Day Spa, which he started running as a business around 10 years ago after initially being in the banking world. Now, as the dog father of Harlem, Brian has been very involved with his business to help bring people together, make the dog community stronger, and give people a space to bring their dogs to be groomed, have cage-free boarding, buy dog food, get pickup services, and whatever else dog owners may need. And while keeping the business going during the pandemic has been tough, he's been finding his way through it and is now about to embark on the Pup Pandemic Relief Tour across the country to help dogs in need of grooming. Hey, Brian, welcome to Dog Save the People. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having the Dog Father Harlem here to talk <laughs> about some great stuff. And I appreciate you guys supporting us. And what's up? I'm ready to do this. All right. So let's start with the um, with your name, which I love, the Dog Father of Harlem. Tell me about how you got that name. Oh, my God. Um, I'm self-proclaimed the Dark Father Harlem. But after you have taken care of over eight, 9,000 dogs in New York City, it only makes sense to be called the Godfather, the Dark Father Harlem. There's only one. There'll always be only one. But overall, <laughs> I, I've been in business for 10 years in Harlem. We're one of the first doggy daycare, grooming salon, dog walking, cage-free boarded facility in Harlem. We take care of over four or 500 dogs a month. So... Yes, I am the dog father of Harlem. Oh, I love it. I love it. So let's back up a little bit. Where did you grow up? Uh, I was born in West Africa, uh, Sierra Leone. I came here when I was 13. I'm a Jersey boy originally, uh-huh. and I've always dreamed of being in the Big Apple. And then right out of college, I, I took the, the leap of faith, and I came to New York, and I never left. Tell me about your own love of dogs. This is something that you've always had growing up. Yeah, so basically it's really crazy. So I'm, I'm West African. I was born in Sierra Leone. And in the African culture, unfortunately, we still have a bland eye on animals. We believe that animals shouldn't be indoor. They should be outdoor. Right. So I was raised by my uncle, and my uncle always had animals. We actually had a golden retriever back in Africa. Beautiful. But honestly, you know, I didn't know too much about dogs then. But what really helped me is when I moved to America, I was like 15 and my younger brother, my younger brother was like the rebellious younger brother, get away with everything. <laughs> we were walking around the neighborhood and we saw this pit bull. So we, we rescued the pit bull and we brought it in my mother's basement. So we were able to keep this pit bull for three weeks in my mother's basement. And the dog was barking and we just kept lying, saying that is a neighborhood dog. And um, so I, I, at that moment, When my mom finally discovered that we had a dog, she had us find a home for the dog so we were able to give it to one of our neighbors so we can still visit the dog. I knew I always had love for animal. I just didn't know in one aspect it would be. I just knew when I get older, I have my own family, I have a dog. So what really got me into it is that I was a business banker for J.P. Morgan Chase, and my job was to help people in the community of Harlem to find payroll, merchant services, lines of credit for their business. And one day I I met up with this individual, African-American woman who was walking dogs in the neighborhood. And I asked her what she did. And she told me that she was a dog walker, a groomer. So I asked to volunteer some of my time to kind of understand her business model. Because as a business person, 
I wanted the support and help her grow her business. So to make a long story short, we end up partnering up and we started Harlem Doggy Day Spa. But unfortunately, after two years, we had to go our separate ways and I took over the business and I had to go and learn how to be a dog groomer. I took a lot of classes to become a dog trainer so I could understand the hands-on aspect of the business instead of being the investor, the guy that did the payroll and did the, the accounting of the income. So at that moment, it just struck me. When I went to school and I became a dog groomer, I actually was really good at it. I was like, oh, this is my thing. Isn't that great? Exactly. And unfortunately, it got to a point where I had to make a decision to leave the, the financial world and move to the puppy world. And ever since 2013, I've been all the way in. I've grown the business. I love what I do. I, I live with the pups um, in the building where my business is. I have a little area I turn into my own living room. So when people board with their dogs, they actually are staying with me. Um, so it's a really good fulfilling to just be able to be around dogs all the time. By the same time, help people in the community that, that love animals. So it's a, it's a good feeling. I'm always so happy to hear when people find their dream jobs. And I know there's so many of us that love our animals. And we try to figure out different ways. How can I make a living? Mm. And and give back to the animal community and you found it. Yes, definitely, definitely. Now also with the uh, with the Harlem Doggy Day Spa, um, you also do a lot with your community and a lot yeah. of outreach. Can you tell me yeah. about that? I've always heard that, you know, African-American people don't love dogs the way everyone else do. And I, and I feel like that was a notion that I needed to change. So one thing I've always wanted to do is be the fact that I am black and a lot of us as a male are, don't own businesses at a younger age. I, I owned my business since I was 26 and I'm 37 now. So it's like I wanted to always show that we can do things in the neighborhood no matter what kind of business you have. So since dogs are part of a community and they're embedded in our lives, I've always tried ways to connect the community to what we do. We sponsor a lot of block association events. Uh, we sponsor, you know, summer youth basketball teams. And then one time in 2014, I started working with New York City where they work with CASES. CASES is an organization that help at-risk kids who had misdemeanors, but they need job experience where I partner up with them to offer uh, internship program where these kids can come work at my facility as as bathers and dog handlers where after 100 hours they'll get a certificate showing that they have gained some knowledge and experience and then now I have a pool of kids that then I can hire from so that oh, really helps yeah that really helps so every year except this year because of COVID, they canceled yeah. the program. But every year we invite anywhere between 15 to 20 kids. And from that pool, we're able to hire one or two of them or the others, we give them recommendation that they have worked in the pet facility and they know the basics to be able to then get a job in this industry. Because honestly, the system, our pet business service area is not properly regulated. So any certification program and anything that has give you experience help other small businesses that own pet-related business say, you know what, Harlem Doggy Day Spot has gave you the seal of approval. Okay, I'm going to give you a shot. So that's the great thing about what we do. Plus, we do a lot of things like Halloween parties. Uh, we do giveaways. We do raffles to help people who are in need. And we also grooming services to people who cannot afford full grooming. I partner up with Paws NYC. 
where they're a nonprofit that work with senior uh, yeah, uh, I love people. Pause. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I offer my grooming services to the seniors who cannot leave their home to take the dog to the grooming salon. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot, of, a lot of little stuff. I always say that the more you give, the more you get. We like to give and share as much as possible to the community that we're in. And the New York community is finally get to know what we do in Harlem. Can you describe the Harlem dog community? The Harlem dog community is such a big community because... You know, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, it depends on who you talk to. You know, uh, gentrification have brought a whole bunch of people to Harlem, which is a good thing and a bad thing for others to look at. But the great thing is that these landlords are accepting pups in these apartments in all size. So the Harlem dog community has grown. I helped them fundraise a couple of years ago to get an additional dog park that they didn't have. Nice. We created a No Poop Left Behind campaign. Where we pitched it. <laughs> yeah, we, we pitched it to, to New York City. New York City said no, but the parks, Jackie Robinson Park, ended up buying the poop bag stations where they're now fulfilling it with bags where we gave that idea out and I'm happy five years later they were able to do it. But the Harlem dog community is such a big thing. Two years ago, we, we partnered up with a Harlem run group called the Hamilton Heights Run Group and we did a doggy fashion show for Halloween. We had like 300 dogs came in and they were part of the fashion show. They had the best costume. We had a, a councilman to be one of the judges. There's so much going on. Anything related to animals is here. They support me a lot. And there's been a lot of other pet friendly businesses in Harlem. It's grown so much that you see people walking their pups, all breeds in Harlem now. And yeah. people just really are just so friendly with each other. And the dogs all know each other. So it's a really good feeling to have a community that you see people and pups with all type of genders, beliefs, and all that in one community. It is growing. The dogs help bring us together. And I talk to people on the street that I may not have met otherwise, and they really are. They're like the glue that helps us see beyond our differences. And uh, we just all connect because of our love of our dogs. And that is our motto is that, you know, pups bring us together through the love of dogs. So that's, oh, yeah. that's what we're all about. And, and it's a good icebreaker. It's a good way to kind of chat up and meet up. You see oh, now, absolutely. yeah, dog owners are giving up, are like bartering each other's services. Like, hey, girl, I'm going away this weekend. My dog loves your dog. Can I, uh, can my dog stay with your dog? So I see that a lot. And you see people yep. and in our community, like we have over 8,000 followers. So what usually happens if any of our clients are moving out of town or they're going into a building that doesn't accept dogs or they just can't no longer afford to keep their pup anymore, they're bringing it to us. And by the time we share it on our social media, we get some, hey, Brian, I want that dog. We get somebody oh, wow. that want to adopt in our network. You know what I'm saying? Good. That's so beautiful. Now, how has your, I know that your business has suffered during the pandemic. It's been challenging because I lost all my daycare and boarding business because um, oh, yeah. of my clients work from home. They work in these corporate jobs where they're leaving yeah. their pups at home for 10, 12 hours. So they came to doggy daycare. And we're one of the few places that have an outdoor space. So people really love our services that we do. But what I had to do was pivot a little bit because what happened in March 
Um, I closed down for like 20 days because I just needed some time to figure out what to do and how to operate under this circumstances. And, you know, I unfortunately had to let go of my staff at that moment. And what I did is that I focused on grooming one pup at a time. People would go on our website, book their reservation. When they come, I'll pick them up at curbside, tell them to take their leashes, their collars, and then I'll bring them in and I'll groom that dog one at a time and then text them and then they'll do the payments online. So that's how I was operating. And what happened was such an amazing thing when people say, Brian, I'm going to pay you for your services. I'm going to give you a tip. But then again, I'm going to give you a donation. And this donation, oh, wow. give to someone who needs grooming that's been experiencing hardship. So we have people giving $250, $100, $75. So at the end of the day, and then they will share that this is what we're doing. And in one month, we were able to raise over $2,000 in donation money. And I'm like, whoa, I need to give this to people. So I just out of one day, I said, you know what? Let me just create the COVID-19 uh, pandemic relief. And I just put it out there on my social media. And whenever someone was going to a hardship and they couldn't afford groom, I said, send me an email. Let me know what you're doing. So when they came in and got groomed, I'd be like, this is on me. And then I'll deduct that amount from the donation. So within three months, we are able to use that money and give away of about 12 grooming services at no cost. So Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it was big. And then it got bigger. I'm like, gosh. <laughs> and that's the thing. Social media is such an impactful tool for small businesses that I don't even pay for advertising. Yeah, I'm, isn't that I, amazing? Exactly. So I'm part of Facebook groups on the professional side of the industry. I'm a dog groomer by trade. So I have a bunch of African-American dog grooming businesses that I work with. And we all partner up and giving each other advice about the industry, what to do in a customer situation. Uh, just rant about things that goes on in the industry. Yeah, I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to create the pup relief tour across America. So I just put on my Facebook group like, hey, listen, I'm planning to take a, a trip across the country. I'm going to jump in my mobile van. If you guys want to meet me in different cities, I'm going to stop and, and groom a dog or two. And then 30 groomers was like, Brian, we want to come with you too. So I'm like, oh my God. Okay, cool. So if 30 people want to come with me, I'm like, let me just put this on my Facebook group. I mean, on my Instagram. And once I put it there, everybody started saying, Brian, this is good. You should do it. You should do it. I've always wanted to take a road trip around America. And solely on the reason is two. My dad used to watch the National Lampoon movies when we we're younger. So I mean, I, I'm telling you. So every, I love those movies. I, I, I love it. And every time on Channel 11, I remember WPIS. And I always like, man, when I have my family, I want to take my family across the country. And it's amazing. It's just that people want small businesses and, and individuals to give back to the community. Because I looked at how restaurants have helped the pandemic and all those hospital, how they, they, they gave free food to the hospitals, the frontline workers who need lunch. And I was like, this is so amazing. You lost all your income for being a restaurant, but here you are giving people food for lunch in the frontline. I just was so amazed by that. I'm like, I got to give back in a big way. And this is my fight in giving back to people, pet owners who have pups that haven't been grown in six, seven months because of the pandemic and because of a mild winter. And now we're able to travel across America and help people who we need. So this is a big deal for us. And we're happy that we have people that want to support us to do this.
So we're looking to work with Black-owned businesses. We're looking to work with shelters, and we're looking to work with rescues, where we're going to offer grooming services at no cost to the community of pet owners who've been experiencing hardship. That's what this whole tour is about. I've worked in shelters, and I know that a lot of the dogs that come in, once they get groomed, they feel better. Mm -hmm. um, and then they also it just, it changes their whole disposition. And exactly. then also it helps them, it helps them just present better for potential adopters. So I love, I love that you're going to connect with the different shelters. Yes. Yes. That's the main thing is that we want to give these pups an opportunity to go to a good home. And sometimes people, I love that dog. He looks so cute, but he needs to be groomed. And if we can just take that element out that that pup is then groomed, hopefully that yeah. gives them a chance to then be adopted. Oh, I think it's so beautiful. A lot of people, because they're not working, it's they're unable to take care of or, and or afford their pet. And we don't want them to end up in shelters. Exactly. That's that's one of the, the things, too, because, yes, there's, there's a lot of pups that's been rescued, but there's been some an increased amount of pups who people just cannot afford having several pups yeah. that they had to go back to the rescue. So we're just hoping that, you know, people just finding their heart to donate and their companies. A lot of companies are looking to help black owned businesses. We have sponsorship programs too, that we're asking for where we include you in our market. And so it'll be great for you. If you're looking to give and help as we grow and get out of this pandemic, and I just hope that we can, you know, do more. And even if we don't raise this money, I'm still going to jump in my van and I'm going to yeah. go with whoever could come with me. And we're still going to help as many people as possible. You know, this is just what it's about. It's just getting away. I, and I'm closing up my shop for that time. So oh, you are. Yeah, okay. I have to. And then when we come back in the middle of August, we can just look at how the business looks like and and offer the services that we can. We continue to do it and just ride out to the new year. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a wonderful adventure. It is. You said that you set up a, um, a go. Did you set up a GoFundMe yes. for yes. your tour? Yes, we set up a GoFundMe already. Where can we find that? It's called the Pup Pandemic Relief Tour. We set yep. up a website called the Pup uh, Relief Tour uh, website. And is on my Instagram page at the Dog Father Harlem, and is on my business Instagram page at Harlem Doggy Day Spa. You can click the little bio right there, and it'll take you right to the GoFundMe page. We're asking for two things: we're asking for you to donate whatever is in your heart, but the most yeah. important thing is to share in your community because we just need more people to know about this, so we can help us reach our numbers, so we can really do a lot and help so many pet parents who are experiencing hardships. Thank you again. I love your story. I love what you're doing. Thank Giving you. back to the community. It's such an inspiring, inspiring example of how we are, you know, dealing with all of this, yeah, these challenges and that you are turning lemons into lemonade. Of course. Yes. That's New York strong. New York strong. Always the big apple, baby. <laughs> all right, Brian, we'll talk soon. And I just started following you on Instagram. So we'll be in touch. Okay? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I so enjoyed speaking with Brian and hearing about his story. I love it when people find their passion, and especially for us dog lovers, when we're able to really find a way to marry that love of dogs and also a love of community. I'm so inspired by what Brian is doing, both within his community in Harlem, by helping to provide internships for youths, 
and also reaching out to his community, but also with this idea that he's created the Pup Pandemic Tour by taking his idea of grooming and providing services for those who can't afford grooming across the country. Brian is such an amazing and inspiring man. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. For the dog days of summer, during July and August, we will be posting every other Tuesday. I'll be spending a lot more time with my dogs, and I hope you will be too. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog, and make it a great day for both of you.